Please join me in a prayer of illumination. As we come to our scriptures, our Lord, open the doors of our hearts that we may welcome your incarnate Son. By his coming, shed light on our path and fill us with joy that as we may walk the way that leads to life. Amen. A lesson from the Old Testament, Psalms chapter 98. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand, his holy arm have gotten him victory. The Lord has made known his victory. He has revealed his vindication in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. All the earth break forth in the joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre with a lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the world and those who live in it. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills sing together for joy. At the presence of the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. A lesson from the Gospel, John 1, verses 1 to 14. In the beginning, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and without Him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, 
He gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but God. And the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen His glory, the glory as of a Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I don't do this very often, but I thought I'd begin my message this morning with a joke. Because Roy Heron told me a funny joke right before church. I'm going to try and tell it, Roy. Is that okay? You just chime in if I mess it up. It was Christmas morning, a Sunday morning, and the Methodist preacher was getting ready for church, but he just wasn't sure anybody was going to show up because there was all this snow on the ground. And, but since he lived in the parsonage right next door to the church, he decided to open the doors of the church and just see who came. Lo and behold, one farmer walked in the door. And so the preacher said to the farmer, well, what do you want to do? And the farmer said, well, if I have one cow that walks into the barn, I'm going to feed her. So the preacher said, all right, we'll go for it. So they sang all the Christmas carols and did all the worship service, and the preacher stood up to preach and just poured his whole heart out into his, Chris, out into his Christmas sermon. And at the end of the service, he stood at the door and shook the farmer's hand and said, well, what did you think? And the farmer said, well, I said if I had a cow wander in the barn, I'd feed her. I wouldn't throw the whole haystack at her. So I'm not going to throw the whole haystack at you this morning. Just want to spend a little bit of time together. It's not often that we as a, a faith community, we as Christians, have an opportunity to gather on Christmas Day. When Christmas Day falls on a Sunday, I think it gives us a unique chance to, to do some reflecting together. To be a little bit like Mary, who we heard about at the end of the gospel reading last night after Jesus had been born after the shepherds had come and gone and the angels had gone back up into heaven. Mary pondered all of these things in her heart. And so here we are at this moment when a lot of the busyness is behind us. A lot of the, the glory and the, the glitter and the lights and the angels have, have gone back to where they were before. For many of us, we've, we've had a chance to gather with families. I know for others of us, we had plans to do that, but because of the snow and the trouble with travel, we didn't have that opportunity. I know other families who, someone in the family got COVID and they've had to pivot and they weren't able to gather like they wanted to. For those of you who were here last night or worshiped online, you know the, the hubbub that we experienced, the glorious holy hubbub of our four o'clock service with all of the children in their costumes. I think we had more children up here than, we've, uh, than I've ever seen up here. 50, maybe. And it was wonderful and loud and happy and busy and people were leaving that service to go to their various festivities and gatherings, many of them. And then the 10.30 service was a lot quieter. I think we had about two-thirds of the people here were visitors 
from out of town or I'm not sure who all they were or what their stories were. I tried to meet as many of them as I could, but we gathered for that time and then went back out to wherever we were going. And for some of us this morning, we've had some festivity already. My children are 18 and 21, and I remember the days when they, we had to tell them the rule was you can't wake us up until 6 a.m. I don't care if you wake up at 5 a.m., you have to wait till 6 a.m. for us. Now it is David and I who go into their rooms and say, come on, <laughs> get up, mom's got to go to church. But we woke them up and opened some gifts and I left the house with the wrapping paper everywhere. And you know that feeling where most of the, the party, the celebration is over. And so here we are in this moment with a chance to reflect on what it all means. What's it all for? Where is my heart touched by all that has come before? So we join Mary to ponder some of these things in our hearts. And I guess what I want to invite us to this morning is to just ponder that little three-letter word that's on the front of your bulletin, joy. The third Sunday of Advent, we light the pink candle and we we talk about joy, we anticipate the joy that is coming into the world through the birth of Christ. And then at the end of our Christmas Eve service, as the Christ candle is lit, we sing joy to the world. And what does joy really mean? Where does it find its grounding? I don't think it's in all the presents in the wrapping paper or the Christmas parties or the festivities. Joy is something given to us through the birth of Christ that goes much deeper. Joy is something that can reach into our hearts no matter where we are in this season. Whether we are in a place of happiness and stability or in a place of grief and change, or transition, loss. No matter who we are or where we are, the gift of joy is ours for the receiving. So to open a window into this gift of joy, I actually want to explore a little bit the passage that James read for us from the first chapter of John, the prologue to John's gospel. It's always the text that I get to read at candle lighting. It's the last text of Lessons in Carols. There's so much about it that is this heightened language and announcing the, the understanding of John's Christology it lifts our spirits, and we'll be saying the Nicene Creed in a few moments, and I think of the prologue of John's Gospel and the Nicene Creed as, as lifting us into this, uh, this place of understanding uh, the Christ universal. And yet there is one verse in this prologue that speaks to me every time. We talk, John talks about the word was with God and the word was God and he was life and brought all things into being. And then in this one verse, he says, and the word became flesh. The word entered into our world. There are some wonderful translations of that verse. One of them is the word became flesh and made his home among us. The word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. The word became flesh and 
pitched his tent next to ours. The Christ, the universal Christ, that second person of the Trinity, became one of us and has moved into our lives right where we are. And he says later in John's Gospel, Jesus does, as he gathers his disciples around him, he says, I came that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. And so I want us to ponder for just a moment where in the past day or so, as we've navigated Christmas Eve and all of the weather and all of the things, where we have seen joy enfleshed, where joy has come to the neighborhood, where joy has looked back at us with the face of another human being, perhaps. Where have you experienced joy, deep joy, I'll give you a couple of examples. Just limiting myself to the past 24 hours. I came into the four o'clock service last night, a little ahead of time. You know, I like to mingle and, and talk to people. And this little boy with the crown, because he was dressed as one of the Magi, the three kings, came running up and he said, Merry Christmas. And I said, Merry Christmas, Mark. And he said, can I tell you a secret? I said, sure. He leaned in. He said, I always get a present. I always get a present, he said. A present. Not, I always get a bunch of presents. I always get a present. It's like a surprise every year to him that he gets a present at Christmas. And his innocence and his joy and his, honestly, his happiness to see me and tell me just brought me joy. And all of this stress of getting ready for everything just sort of fell away. And I thought, this, this is love incarnate. This is my chance to see God in the flesh. I felt it again this morning as I watched my 18-year-old go into the room of my 21-year-old and try and get him out of bed so we could have some Christmas time together. And I remembered when they were little, they always used to like to sleep in the same room on Christmas Eve. And I saw in each one of them that little one that I've watched grow up and that inner child come out in my 18-year-old and my 21-year-old. And I felt this sense of deep joy that I've been able to be with them on their journeys as up and down as they've been and that we belong to each other and we always will. And I felt deep joy about that. I felt deep joy last night when Stacy and I were spending some time with one of our guests at the service who was in, having some trouble. And it was just a joy to be with Stacy and accompany this friend for just a little while on Christmas Eve to give her a place to be warm and to worship and to feel welcomed and loved. And I felt Christ incarnate in that moment together. So I want to invite you for just a moment, since it's Christmas Day and things are a little different, to ponder in your own heart where 
in the past day or so, you've glimpsed the joy of the incarnation. Christ made flesh for you. And I'm really going to push you a little bit. If you would be willing, and this is totally voluntary, to share that with someone sitting nearby. And if you don't feel comfortable doing that, feel free to just close your eyes and ponder it for yourself for just a few moments or write it down on your bulletin. Take a moment to share the joy with one another or with God. I'm going to give you a minute and a half and then we'll close together. It's nice to hear the sounds of you sharing joy with each other. And really, that's where we go from here, to tell those stories, to share the joy, to let people know that no matter who you are, no matter your life circumstances, no matter what's happening in your life, there is joy to be seen and experienced. And the more we share it, the more we have eyes to see it. Thanks be to God.